On this episode of Movies Ruin My Life, meet Charles, a mind-reading professor whose legs don't work, and his buddy Eric, a metal-controlling psychopath with a heart of gold. These two can never agree on anything, but when Eric gets the two in a bit of hot water, their naked blue friend Raven will raise a ridiculously ill-prepared child army to save her pals and their friendship. It's our thoughts on X-Men Apocalypse. All right, gentlemen, this is East. Good evening. That's Nick. Hello. I'm Brandon. Devin is off screen, but he doesn't want to talk too much. He's in a bad mood. Mm-hmm. Um, hungover. <laughs> uh, and this is our chat on X-Men Apocalypse. So again, I, I fucking hate doing this, but spoiler alert, if you haven't seen the film, which... If you haven't seen it, you probably have no intentions of it, and you're probably not listening to this. Pretty sure I said the same thing when we did the Civil War. If yeah, you see a reaction in the title of something, well, we don't always put reaction, but yeah. In any case, it's it, and also there's been so much shit coming out on this film that, that there's no surprises. Yep, a lot of shit on a film. Okay, here we, oh, here we are. <laughs> I said in the last episode that I was worried that we were going to get into blows over this East. So let's do it first. First thoughts, or yeah, what are your thoughts on this film? Let's kick off that way. Um, so to be to be honest with you, I was actually um, really optimistic after Days of Futures Past um, because as much as I did, so you're a liar. Then you lied on that other show. No, I didn't lie. Right, hear, me, panel. hear me out. Hear me out. Okay. Hear, hear me out. Hear me out. Okay, you liar. Look, man. <laughs> because I'm a fucking hardcore nerd okay. and I love X-Men to the core of my being. I know, I know. Like yourself and watching, you know, uh sequels. Well, I was more of a Batman guy, so I'm not the same as you. Sorry, my eyes. Are... <laughs> I'm still I'm I'm still going to try to remain optimistic, you know, about it. However, uh what I liked about this film was that it tried. I guess what I, I what I didn't what my main gripes about this film were um, the shitty fucking pacing, um, how havoc just here's havoc again. Yeah, they made him a lot you more know? important just so that they could kill him off. I love when they do that with characters. It's such a fucking bullshit move. It's like this guy who was a peripheral character at best in other films. Let's make him a focal point of mm-hmm. this film just so that we can you know, kill him, which it was pretty clear. As soon as I saw him riding around with, with, the, with Xavier, I knew he was toast. Mm-hmm. I knew at some point, okay, he's the sacrificial lamb. Yeah. Didn't or li- storytelling. Didn't like that. No, there's um, other sacrificial lambs. Did not like... Uh, here, we'll here's, I'll write it down. Here's, here's Angel. Here's Archangel. There he goes. Um, let's see. Psylocke. All in like a 15-minute span. <laughs> yep. So, here's Psylocke. And then at the end, she just fucking runs away. That's the end of her. When was she ever a bad guy? Psylocke? Well, when she was a part of the Horsemen. Yeah. For... Two issues. Yeah. And then that was it. Okay. And even then she was... The reason why she became a horseman was because she was fucking... She was a ninja and she was doing some shit. Yep. Because Psylocke's badass. M- misused her. Uh, misused Jubilee. Again. 
Yeah. Um, although there's there's more footage of her. We know this. They shot other stuff because they Absolutely. even talked about how her powers were going to look and stuff. And then, nope. Yep. Um, let's see what else I fucking hate about this. Oh, yeah. So apparently this X-Men universe can only work with in around three storylines, which is them fighting Magneto, Dark Phoenix... And well, no, it wasn't Dark Phoenix. Yes, it was Phoenix at this point. No, it's that's not the Phoenix fucking origin man, like at all. And they're not even going with that. And we'll get to that in a minute. But they're setting up Dark Phoenix again. I agree with East. I don't agree with anything he's saying right now. But I agree with him that they only fucking do Dark Phoenix. They never fucking do the Phoenix saga or any extension of it or explain the origins of fucking the Phoenix. Please continue. What the fuck, Nick? Yeah, okay. and and uh, I'm not even gonna dig into that man, with an answer. And then I'll get uh, later. And then you're gonna bring in Wolverine for reshoots because you know that this movie can't carry itself uh, without Hugh Jackman. Uh, because you know why could it? He's a piece of shit. And let's see what else. Oh yeah, Nightcrawler. Um, which was a kid. I, he was a kid for sure. Absolutely. Which is weird. Yeah, really weird, and man, just, this is going to sound really weird, because I'm a hardcore X-Men fan, but just give that guy a fucking flaming sword at some point, and if you're going to have fucking, <laughs> and if you're, no, seriously, if you're going to have him fighting fucking Angel in Thunderdome, like there is in this movie, because that's apparently what Nightcrawler did, um, which Blob, never did happened. Did you notice that was Blob in the first fight? Yeah. Yeah. He got his head chopped off. Perfect. Yeah. Anyway. I don't like that character anyway, so good. Yeah, but My mutant powers being fat. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> you might as well. Oh, whatever. America, obesity. Yeah. No. Um, kinda, anyway, kinda. It, it just <laughs> this movie. This movie just got rushed. You didn't even do Apocalypse like fully right, and you have the you have Oscar Isaac. You know what I mean? And you don't do it right. You fucked it all up. I just hated it. I fucking hated it. Okay, let's go on to somebody else now. Nick, I know you like this one, so let's go to you next. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, getting into it. Calm down for a minute, East. Have a drink. I'm calm. I'm perfectly some... calm. All right. Perfectly calm. <laughs> I'm calm! I'm calm. <laughs> Speak! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let me get into what I enjoyed about this film. Please. I enjoyed the popcorn. Sorry. Mm. Fuck. Yeah, I enjoyed the pop- <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I enjoyed the popcorn, too. Delicious. It was awesome. Extra top, extra flavor topping. Okay. Uh, what I enjoyed. I liked what they did. Set up the whole school, and you can actually see the school in full swing. That was good. Yep. We haven't got that before, but continue. Yeah, but I like how they blow the mansion up again. Down, I always, I, I always, enjoy, I always enjoy them blowing the mansion up. I always thought that was a funny. Did thing. you catch that weird moment at the end of the film too, where they're rebuilding the school and Jean kind of gives that like weird corner of her eye, like you know, adolescent teen girl turned on by older man look to Magneto. I swear to God, and I thought Magneto she was, gonna... was like, "Do you want to fuck me?" Like that's what he looked at her. Like I'm like, pretty oh sure my she, God. if that was going through his head, I'm pretty sure she saw it. She's like, "Oh, I'm getting late tonight." No, he was like. Because it went to her first, and she looks over, kind of like, you know, a little... She gave him the eyes? Yeah, she gave him the eyes, straight up. And then he just kind of goes like, ugh. Okay, if I'm going <laughs> to get back into what I enjoyed here, Quicksilver. Yeah, but that, is that a surprise also? I know, but come on, him throwing the kids out the fucking window. <laughs> yeah, I the did, dog. I did like that scene. That yeah. was amazing. Doing 
Evan Peters is great in this role. He's moonwalking and just saving kids, like keeping in touch with the 80s. He's got it. Yeah. He's still got it. Good music choice, too. Like, proper like music a little choice. Mix. Um, I liked, fuck, at the end, I'll honestly say it. The end, seeing the original style of costume, even Mystique getting a costume and shying away from the yeah. whole naked Mystique. Fuck, it's like. I've never understood why they went to that, other than that they'd have to explain I mean, why the clothes changed. A good. Call back to the to the original animated series. Also, Magneto's heart wrenching watch of his wife and his daughter are pretty much shot with an arrow and dead. It's mm-hmm. like you found a way to piss this guy off. That and when uh, Apocalypse shows up, who the fuck are you guys? Yeah, yeah, that was that was a good way to use his one fuck. Yeah. I was kind of hoping that Apocalypse would just show up and like learn things and it would be like kind of like Power Rangers in the movie because he kind of looks like fucking Ivan Ooze. Yeah. It's like, I miss so much. You notice he goes from green to blue to purple to blue in this film? Yeah. Pretty, I miss pretty so sexy. much the Brady Bunch He's reunion the, uh, and just yeah. fucking shit up. So, He's so, the horse of a different color from But then again, uh, you gotta say, he did single-handedly... He was good. He did single-handedly get rid of nuclear weapons all on Earth. Yeah, he's yeah. fucking Superman. Yeah, you don't throw him in the sun. You just throw him in space. Yeah. So somebody's gonna get their planet. Space, space, <laughs> final frontier. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I enjoyed any, that. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Any other thoughts? Jubilee got fucked over. Huge. Okay, so you concur that Jubilee was also fucked. Also, I like the actress. What was the whole though? sequel reference thing? They yeah, did. I like that. I like the little. Uh, like the, the, we always know the third ones, or we can all agree the third one's the worst. Yeah, it's like throwing it back. It's like okay. Yeah, take that, Brett Ratner. Mohawk Storm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mohawk Storm was good. I'm still not a super big fan of how the accent is being done, but you know I can deal with it. Eh, don't worry about it. The accent comes later. Yep. Are we? Uh, can I go or no? Yes, you can go. Okay. East is just waiting patiently to strike. Okay. Uh, no, I'm. I've. I've. I've accepted my stance. Uh, on this I know. X-Men I just, panel. I just see you waiting my, for a point. my previous one? No, no. You're I'm, like a fucking cobra. You're just waiting to strike. When the point gets made, it's like, uh, no. Okay. From a... Now, I want to say first, I like oh, this film. Oh, fuck. I forgot. Okay, go ahead. Weapon X. The the headgear. Yeah, that was a nice little Straight out of the comics, and the amount of blood that I saw, like, just being spilt. Yeah, but he Plus, didn't actually spill any blood. Like, if you watch back, he didn't actually... Like, when he fucking goes berserker on those guys, like, he cuts some guys and stuff and, and does the full, like, double-handed into the torso. But that's a good scene. Like, and you don't When's the last time blood? you saw Berserker Rage like that since X2? Two, yeah. And then not only that, but the and, call uh, back to him Wolverine. walking out the door was right back to X1 and 2. Yeah. That whole door scene where he goes off into the forest, that's a straight out of X1 and 2 as his origin. Mm. Not jumping off a fucking waterfall like they did in the Wolverine. Oh, uh, X-Men Origins, sorry. Mm. May I go? You may go. All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, so I, like I, was, I started to say, um, firstly, I very much like this film. And then from there, I will air my gripes, I suppose. Uh, I I thought from a filmmaking standpoint, like, Brian Singer knows how to make a film. And one thing I do like is that he knows, okay, not an X-Men film. And I see you smiling a little bit. I I concur. (laughs) Okay, East, yeah. But. (laughs) I told you, Cobra's ready to strike. He. He's mostly responsible. And, and, And I like the idea that. 
that they did go back and do reshoots. I don't like the reshoots that they did. I don't think that Wolverine was needed, and I'll get to that in a minute. But what... And 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 I'm happy about the fact that Singer, again, also uh, wasn't content with everything they shot and like i have to get this in for the fans i have to get that in for the fans like this movie in large part is fan service and for him to try and bring it back enough um mostly in post-production to where it is i can't help but applaud him for for that i realize that again that doesn't that doesn't fix the problems that there is with this film but it doesn't it's you know, you can't polish a turd, and that's what he tried to do. It's, But it's not a turd. It's like he's polishing a stone or something. I don't know. I don't have a good analogy, but... He, the horse isn't dead, but he's still beating it? Well, no. He stopped beating the horse because he sees the how irrational that very thing is, but it's already been beaten, so... Um, he beat it good. Yeah. Okay, so a few things I want to point out about this film, if I may. Um, is does, did anyone fucking notice that like they just put a Nazi symbol right in the center of the screen during the opening crawl? Like I thought that was yeah. a little bit weird mm-hmm. um, placement because you got everything else on the outsides, and I know you're going through this stuff. But why does the, the I, I thought that was interesting that they put it there. I I understand why because it was such a big point, you know, at, in that yeah, in history in general. But like. I felt like that was a little bit of a subliminal, like, hey, remember how Magneto in that amazing concentration camp scene? Yeah, remember that? Okay, perfect. And, like, I felt like a little bit of that was in there. Um, the the other thing, um, I liked that Scott and Gene were a little bit more central, but they're still not doing Scott perfectly yet either. I have a problem that, like, because he talks way too fucking much for a lone wolf kind of energy. Um, they're still having problems with that, but we can get to that. Also, there's a problem with their budding relationship because of the fact that in this iteration, Gene can read minds. So you can't, you can't have like, it, it, and it's obvious too that his interest in Gene is entirely based on aesthetic because he doesn't like this girl until he can see her. And what kind of message is that sending to people? Like only like girls who you want to, uh, you know, touch. Like, that's just weird to me. But in any case, uh, the the characters are better. I, I like the portrayal of those two, and I think you can build a franchise around Scott and Gene, which is what they have to do at this point because, you know, Hugh Jackman is not getting any younger, and he's kind of, as much as I love him and I could watch 40 more films with him in it, I'm probably in the minority. Um, the other thing that I want to mention before we get into it is that this film, for the amount of dialogue that it has, it has almost no character development comparatively to the other films. and that, Or not to the other films. It's back to being like one almost, where you don't give a fuck about anyone except for one character. And that character is Magneto, which even at that, you only have a short time to develop the relationships and what's going on. And he's you know, come on the right side of things and so forth. And then he slips up, shows a little bit of humanity and it fucks his whole life. And it's, that's that last sliver of humanity escaping him to a certain extent, at least for the duration of the film or the majority of the duration of the film. So that, that bothers me because you've got this really exposition heavy movie, really dialogue heavy movie where it's, you, you, and for the most part, like in terms of 
propelling the story forward. It's done pretty cleanly. You, the dialogue moves it along in a way that it doesn't seem intrusive. It doesn't feel like they're force-feeding you. It feels organic for the most part. However, the fact that you can't even develop a fucking character in the two-plus-hour runtime that this film has is a little bit weird and why I know they probably had about four or five hours of you know usable footage and they used fucking two and a half or whatever because oh, so ev- on Jennifer Lawrence yeah, every five fucking everyone's seconds. fucking chopped yeah and there's we'll get into the acting performances in a second but I wanted uh, the one last thing I wanted to say is the electricity thing what is with that why can no mutant use their powers around electricity in this universe it's like you turn on like the the electric cage nightcrawler can't go through it or angel can't fly out of it you've got the uh the fucking helicopter again you've got the room what, what is it so like why why is electricity the nullifier like uh, uh, <laughs> Why is it the nullifier of mutant powers? Because it doesn't make any sense. It 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 doesn't because literally there are mutants who can control electricity. So Storm pulls a fucking lightning bolt out of her out of the air and then just fucking falls to the ground dead. Like is that what happens or passes out? Because like oh electricity fuck, you know it doesn't make any sense. But if you if you are willing to make the leap with the electricity thing, then I guess everything else kind of wraps up. Neatly, well, so certain mutants can't go through. I mean, like if he tried to go through the cage with electrical, but no mutants can. Like we're not talking about one; we're talking about all of them. Well, are they picking their mutants? Is the question? Are they like hand choosing because like are mutants even so then, readily even, available even, that even, you can just yeah? And even then, like, are you telling me that the fucking black market has fucking data on every single mutant that is out there wild that can fucking? program it so that that person's mutation cannot break the electric fucking barrier wall and no I'll, it's just shit well why can't gene, shitty writing why can't gene read minds or control people or do anything lift objects or anything through electricity and don't tell me she her powers were developing i let you off on that one on another show it was either east or or the plot Nick. device it's just a fucking plot device i understand so that but you've you've made fucking six films at this point you got to kind of stay somewhat consistent. Well, here's the thing. Where's and the, the consistency the lect- on this then? Because well, hang the- on, hang on, though. Hang on. What? Explain that to me. Because, again, I'm not letting you off on this one. So why? what is it? Because if, if she can't... Okay, electricity, she can't control things. Okay, perfect. So then she can never control things. Why the because f- if she's in the fucking mansion, you know what that mansion has in it? Electric wiring. You know, oh, no. You know, this person is on the other side of the TV. It's actually Can't shield- fucking it's lift actually her up. shielded wires. Thank you very much. Oh, okay, perfect, yeah. Because that no. ancient fucking mansion has up-to-date fucking electricity. Well, they rebuilt the fucking thing. Yeah. Uh, what about <laughs> overhead wires? They're driving through the country and, like, fucking, oh, I can't control anything because they're fucking overhead well, wires. Well, here's the kicker. Why the fuck didn't they just put Scott in front of the door and just tell him to take his glasses off and they just blast the fucking thing open? Yeah, exactly. But, well, no, because his eyes wouldn't work because of the electricity. This is great. This is great. I don't even know how you guys even like the movie. You guys are already speaking on my points. Yeah. This is the biggest... See, I, I, think, I think the thing this is... This is probably like... The, you you like it because... Who but... wants this cookie, by the way? It's driving me nuts that there's one cookie sitting here on the table. Somebody... I don't know. I'm good. Somebody mow it down. I just think... Do it. Like, it's okay to like this movie because you want to like it because of the amount of potential that it has in order to actually Tons fix... Tons of potential. Tons like, of potential. Yeah. 
And I get that. But that doesn't change the fact that they still haven't done it right. And it's been for fucking ever. We talked about this a little bit before. Because um, I really like how the Phoenix looks. I love how it looks. I think it's a it, it, it's pretty much the 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 manifestation on film that I I would say this of. is the, the, the yes that yeah from as a comic book fan yeah now why are they still going with because it's a it's a fucking X Men movie so okay you don't have to ground the electricity in any kind of fucking science but you do have to ground oh well this this is part of Gene no no you don't you can explain that that's it an alien entity especially if they you know they want in the cards to bring these films into space which apparently they're calling that's the, for that's the next one that uh, they're looking to do yeah so if they're doing that then why do you have to ground this shit on earth you don't have to and east and i were talking a little bit before you came nick and i and, and uh, that's what she said um and uh <laughs> <laughs> delayed reaction <laughs> and, and um <laughs> yeah, that's good i love a good she said <laughs> and uh i'd mentioned that what this film needed was to chop the or for me to make this film enjoyable for me like really really enjoyable would be to axe that first apocalypse pyramid scene because it's inconsequential you can just have apocalypse show up and frankly it's more foreboding because they tell the backstory more moira tells the backstory of this guy in exposition just like every fucking other thing in this film which is fine but he does that so you don't or she does that so you don't have to see the you know the betrayal so to speak and the four horsemen the previous four horsemen and all these things and the transferring of bodies and all this because it's all explained to you for all the people that didn't get it the first time around so just axe that fucking scene and with that day of reshoots instead of bringing fucking Hugh Jackman in to save the goddamn film do a quick precursor like in the comics to the Phoenix saga. You just do Gene as a kid. So you just hire two fucking kids. You do two days, two half days of filming where she gets hit, uh, the friend gets hit by a car in yeah. the comics. So you get the friend hit by a car and Gene's powers kick in for the first time and she's talking to her telepathically and like, come back to me. And she's grabbing at her fucking soul and trying to pull this back. And then you don't have to show like the Phoenix in space seeing this or anything. You just are like in the another dimension seeing it or whatever you just have her fucking not able to sever the connection then you see the gene girl the little girl gene fucking dying now too because she can't sever the connection that girl dies gene dies and then a few seconds later maybe something like fucking a little bit cinematic and silly like a fucking single tear rolling down her face or some bullshit who cares but then just a second later she's bursting the flames and you don't have to explain that you don't have to say like that's it and extraterrestrial entity or any of this shit you just have that moment you have that concentration camp style moment where the loss the powers kick in and then the movie can oh, propel itself so. forward so then you also have context of why everyone thinks that gene is a fucking idiot or a fucking weirdo you know if you do that scene then now when you go to you know teenager gene it all makes sense in terms of you have complete context to why everyone's fucking afraid of her because she just died even if you don't understand the context of how she came back and then she burst into fucking flames and you know and came back to life yeah. so if you do that 
I know age-wise, uh, it's not a pro, and I know it's not exactly canon the way I'm telling the story. But I think if you did something like that, then you have the powerful kind well, of Magneto moment. Now. Not it, as good, but you have a redo. She's kind of it. more powerful now than she ever was in like the original in the original in the films, yeah. but not in the original comics. Uh, she's more powerful in the original films as she was there. But there's also a point where Xavier puts a mental block on her. Well, yeah, but th- that happens in the original run of films, but it doesn't in this film. Might eventually, you might have to put the block in. No, they. She does that. Uh, that's what happens. Xavier knows her after she bursts into flames. Xavier d- does that as a kid to her. Mm. After the Phoenix brings her back, oh, she doesn't burst into flames. Sorry. After the Phoenix brings her back and like imbo- like takes her body over partially so that they the Phoenix can like experience all of the things that it of its essence are like it is life it is the fire that burns but you it has no physical form so it's taken on gene to essentially indulge in in the the what it's supposed to experience because it embodies it yeah and so you have you have this if you have that moment uh th- that makes more sense and then if xavier you could totally do that you're totally right that you just have xavier you know long-haired fucking xavier come and you know do the do the mind block thing yeah. and then that scene is even more, more awesome when he's like, powerful, he's like he tells her it's like just do it gene like he's yeah, calling to let gene. your powers go yeah, that would make more sense and, yeah so you you're totally right you could totally do the mind block thing because they already did it in the other iteration exactly you can't block her fucking mind off now that she's like 16 years old she's gonna know what the fuck you're doing and she's yeah. gonna be like i don't know also that's totally like that's like some kind of weird brain rape, like to me. Like that, sh- that's a crime. There's like a even lot. what he did to Moira is like a fucking crime to me. Mm-hmm. You know. So yeah, but he still got the girl in the end. Well, did he though? Because let's see. Bit. I would if I was Moira, I'd be fucking pissed. Like you took away like months of my life, years, decade almost. Yeah, like just to fucking. Well, he didn't. She didn't take away. He didn't take away everything. He just took away the memories of them. Was it like so, 20 years? Like, fuck, what was it? Yeah, but they didn't take away two decades and give her a fake kid. No, he just took that one fucking memory. memory. Yeah. Which took three weeks out. Did no one at her office, by the way, ever be like, hey, so what was it like being on the ground during the Cuban Missile Crisis? The fuck are you talking now about? I have no idea what, what you're talking, talking about. Well, here's about. the kicker. Days of, fu- Days of Future Past. Uh, it's Mystique who brings Logan to Alkali Lake. Right? Because at the end, you see the eye flash as her as Stryker. So how the fuck... So wait, she knew he was going to be there a long no, time? No, it doesn't necessarily mean that uh, Mystique brought him there. It just but means Mystique, that she dug him out of the water. As Stryker, and then what happens to him? That's the that's but what she, Yeah, she dug him out as Stryker, but it doesn't mean that she kept him. I'm kind of thinking, she could have let him go. And then he got caught again. He's not exactly the smartest mutant. He's stubborn, but at least we don't have to see his like, fucking origin story again and again. At least we just saw Berserker Rage and he's gone. Yeah. Oh. Whatever. Yup. But there was no reason to have him. Like I said, if you just had a better opening sequence, then you would have had an emotional connection to at least Gene. Well, if they needed not- they needed the army base because they needed a ride because they blew the X Men the X Jet up pretty fucking fast. No, I yeah, I'm so fine. there's so many plot holes that just string along into just okay, we'll loophole here, loophole there, loophole there. But the movie was fun, right? Yeah, I had fun with it. I'm just being sarcastic. It was fun. 
fun. A lot of good callbacks. These are in the all 80s. like these are not things that one thinks about while they're, they're in watching theater. a movie. They're thinking, "Oh, I, <laughs> shit's blowing up! Ooh, what are see, they wearing?" And someone is telling you the entire story in beautiful prose. Like it's well written. The dialogue is pretty well written. In all seriousness, like it's not uh, casting wise. Wasn't that, they've had some good choices? Yeah, I didn't like Olivia Munn as much as I thought I was going to like her as Psylocke. She was too quiet for me. And I love that there's the story. Sophie Turner, though, really as Jean, yeah, oh, yeah. was perfect. Yeah. I liked her. I liked her a lot. Yeah, and I liked Scott as well. Scott was good. I didn't like Nightcrawler. I'm like, why the fuck do we need a Nightcrawler? Yeah. Why do we need a Nightcrawler? And he's, why do we need a kid Nightcrawler? And the thing is, Nightcrawler, fuck, man, is so fucking good in the comic. Yeah. He's so fucking awesome. Like, he's the leader of Excalibur for a reason. You know what I mean? Like, he's the shit. There's a lot of turmoil with him. There's a lot, of, there's a lot to that character. I and mean, if you drop Nightcrawler and put Jubilee, say, as the comic relief, it would make more fucking sense. Yeah, but they needed the powers for the writing. Because they, they, the thing is, that they need the power. The powers are writing the story for them, which is funny. It's good, actually, because so many movies you see someone, say, for example, on the Four Horsemen side, none of those people's powers are, were of any consequence. You could have had just, like, fucking, you could have had anything in, in there. You could have had the fucking blob. Like, it didn't matter. But yeah. and the way he... they wrote that shit, because it was inconsequential. But with the heroes, the heroes' powers forwarded the plot. So, until the electricity. But, <laughs> so, like, I appreciate that. But is there no one else? Well, I guess, obviously, they've already well, killed Azazel. I don't know. I'm thinking now. I mean, like, the way that it's going. Okay. You obviously know now that Quicksilver knows that Magneto's his father, right? Yeah, and Magneto doesn't know. Well, yeah, he hasn't, he hasn't told them yet. Yeah. But I mean, when are we gonna get a Scarlet Witch on this on this side of the universe? Uh, because we do get a glimpse House of that. House of M. You want a House of M movie? I want to see fucking Genosha. <laughs> yeah. I really want to see fucking oh, Genosha. Absolutely, but I, you're gonna get it, and it's gonna be real shit. You're gonna get it, and it's gonna be Dark Phoenix Saga number yeah. six. <laughs> Man, Dark Phoenix six sounds like the best '80s movie of all time. Yeah. Here's the thing. How did you guys feel about? Um, sorry to cut you off, but like, how do you guys feel about Mystique? You know, hijacking the fucking movie, hijacking the movie, and then walking around in human form like the whole time when it's already been covered in X Men First Class that if she stays in human form, it actually uses more for she's energy. Not as powerful, yeah, she's not as powerful. Yeah, but it's because she's not as accepted. She wants to. I mean, that I think she's just covert thing. she's throwing it away. Like but at this point, she's in a house full of mutants, and it's you know mutant and proud, right? I mean, she's just. Well, she doesn't believe that anymore, though. She's using the underground, like, fucking network there, going with Caliban and everything to get mutants to America. Yep. And, like, she's this awesome hero. But, hang- but, but she's hanging out in the she's, house. She's in the house. And she's she not just even got, naked anymore. She just got but there. she doesn't want no, them she just to. Got Mystique there. is still wanted. They still don't want. And he doesn't, she doesn't want the kids to know that she is there. And also why she walked in there. And I realize, yeah, I'm making a leap with this, and that's unfair. No, for but me it's to actually do, true. But she doesn't want to know. Like that's why, because you also needed that reveal of like, oh, it's her. Like that fucking bullshit. Like the hero. Yeah. The hero of fucking saving Richard Nixon. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> Watergate, Watergate, and Frost Nixon later. But I mean, yeah, and that, it was kind and of that a, Doctor Who episode was pretty sweet. But at the same time, this is kind of Jennifer Lawrence's last movie, along with Fassbender's last film. On their well, contract. Well, you don't... Yeah. On the contract. They could resign. You never know. But, I mean, like you said with Deadpool and before, big actors want their face on fucking screen, not yeah. the makeup. 
And also, like, they only... She made a joke in one interview, like, they only figured out this past film that I can just put, like, a body suit on, on top, instead of, like, having to paint my entire body for 12 hours a day, you know, which... What they did for Kelsey Grammer, and he stayed blue throughout his whole fucking movie. Yeah, which, yeah. by the way, was the only really good thing in that entire movie. But they didn't paint his whole body; he was wearing clothes most of it. Yeah, yeah. And that's all I'm saying is I I don't know. I just bring back the original Mystique robe. You're saying they just keep the which arms and the did. legs, which they did, sorta, sort of. It's not technically the robe or like the skull buckle, any of that. Where, what's the origin of those fucking scales, anyway? Is it just something in Brian Singer's head? They did that because, um, yeah, pretty much. They, like, didn't, they didn't know. They didn't, they, didn't, they didn't want to put her in a dress. They didn't, apparently, putting her in a suit didn't look good. So, and you had, at this point, really the whole idea for the scales is you have fucking Rebecca Romaine mm-hmm. yeah. as this role. What is more sexy than a fucking all blue, pretty much naked Rebecca Romaine? Which is funny because we talked in the X Men panel about how we didn't sexualize her at all. No, we in didn't. the role. No, we just saw this fucking force. But here's the kicker: one thing I didn't enjoy with the suitor or any, in any iterations thus far, her hair doesn't move. It's like glued there. Yeah. Like fuck, man, give the woman some hair. Why? Because it just it kind of makes the character a little bit different. Like it just. It seems almost as though but she's more is, reptilian at this point with yeah, that hair the, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I see what you're saying. But like if humanize you, her a little bit. If you don't slick the hair back, you also subconsciously make her look more frazzled. It's no different than when you see fucking Wolverine's fucking hair bouncing around while he's throwing guys around the room in this film. He looks disheveled. He looks confused. He He's looks... also wearing a helmet at this point. I know, but you can still see his fucking mane and his beard. Which and I gotta shit admit is a flowing. wicked throwback to the comic. Yeah, but uh, but I mean, it, wasn't it makes her. It, it, you're right. It humanizes her, but it also makes her more vulnerable, which is not something they want. They well, want her to be the steadfast energy. If they're gonna go know? down the road of like. What they're following now is like kind of taking the aesthetic of like the cartoons and the comics. It kind of seems like they're going with the same aesthetic, look wise. And I know, and I just whatever. Well, I'll see how I feel about the next one. I'm not. I am. You will not give up on this. You can't give up on this. It's the I the the only. But here's the thing: the only reason why I'm not giving up is because this is the only X Men I get to see. It's the only X Men I've had a chance to see on film. I don't have a choice. And if this goes away, you get nothing because Fox fucking has the rights. And that's yeah. what I'm saying. I Fox have no. I have never no. Relinquish it. I have no fucking Especially choice now that Deadpool's a success. But to have to watch this fucking movie, if I want to watch X Men live action, and that sucks. Yeah, it sucks. We want it. Like, here's the thing, man. You like this movie because you want it to be good, and you see a lot of the potential, and like it is really cool, and a lot of the fandom and stuff like that, and that's but really it's cool. Coherent. For for a movie again that was clearly edited down from a lot of footage, like really chopped. We've talked about some other films recently that that are clearly cut up, cut up, cut up, cut up, and they look like fucking massacres. They look like butchered jobs, and and there was no love or no something like no. There's nothing special about them. So yeah, this film, yeah, absolutely chopped to fuck, and there's a lot of stuff lost that probably hurts a lot of the writers on it and why I'm not coming down too hard on the writers because I don't know what was left on the cutting room floor. But um, I still think that Brian Singer has a passion for these films, for these characters, for whatever reason. I know his connection to them is different than ours, but 
when I look at a film like this versus, say, for example, and we're talking about it next week, so I'll save it for then, but um, the Ninja Turtles, uh, the, the first 2014 one, when they get off the elevator, which is the best fucking scene in the movie, by the way, the beatboxing elevator yep. scene, they they get off the elevator and they're like, oh, and then it cuts to a scene of them flipping up onto a rooftop. So was there an elevator? So what? You got off the elevator, ran screaming down the hallway, smashed a window, and then backflipped up onto the roof? Mm-hmm. Or what? Why? And then how did the shredder get up there? Did he do the same thing? Yeah. It makes no yeah. sense. True. But And there's like, there's tons of edit. That's a really, probably a bad example, but that's a really blatant example. And this film, it, it even though you can tell that there was a lot of shit cut, it still is pretty fluid. Sure. I might. That's fine. It's it's a movie, but it doesn't change. The, it, it it flows well, sure. But I mean, like, fuck, man. It's like getting food poisoning. The food goes down well before you realize you have to throw it up. You know, well, it doesn't necessarily have to go up if you get food poisoning. Either or, or you're or you're shitting it out. Regardless. Thank you for your breakdown of how food poisoning works, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. That's called you. the old Sam's Manella. Um, the more you know. <laughs> but all I'm, all I'm, but all I'm trying to say is, yeah, no, it is. It as a movie, yeah, sure, it's it's good, but it doesn't change the fact that. So, what do you think's missing? What do I think? Like, what, what's that one it factor, as they would say, that's missing from this film? From the X Men Apocalypse, or the whole fucking franchise? What is missing? That's a good question. Um, heart, heart for the fucking and yes, and this is where I will agree with you. Do I actually think Brian Singer has a love for these characters? I think to a certain extent, absolutely, he is attached to them. But I think the loss of the heart, at least at very least, he likes the paychecks. Yes, um, <laughs> but at the heart of all of these films, you still have Fox and you still have a board, and I think the those people know jack shit. And if Fox ran it a bit more like Marvel did and had a guy like Kevin Fig, who, whatever, sure. Feige. 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 Yeah, I can never pronounce his name right. Fig. Um, you have a guy like him who's, who's very... Kevin Delicious Dessert. Yes, who's very um, attached to the source material Figgy and Feige. is just in very control of all this stuff. You don't have a person like that on the board of these films standing up for integrity and standing up for the source material and standing up for the fandom. And, and I think, think and after that fucking Wolverine, they would. Yeah, man, and that X, is, X and I think, and I think they had their head on their shoulders right with First Class. It was going in that direction, you know. And Brian Singer, but how was did moving. that do at the box office? I think that was. We'll, we'll check in on break because we're going to go to break in a second. But I think that might have been one of the lower grossing ones. So while you're right, people's exhaustion from the other X Men films, three, yes, sabotaged really? this one. Yeah, and then that one started them on an upswing, but it'll never get credit. It's much like, you know, political officials and well, stuff like that. Yes, and that is all I'm saying, is that that's where it's it's missing that fucking heart. Mm. And until, like, and if it's starting to happen now, maybe that's why I'm looking out, because you see the end of the movie, and yeah, you see those costumes, and okay, there's a glimpse of light at the end of the tunnel. But am I going to get the same thing I got at, uh, in all yeah. these other fucking X-Men movies, which is that light just keeps, is actually so, it's like a fucking sun. It is so far, I got to get the fucking light speed and be 70 before I get something where I'm happy? Well, No, but, you might have to hit ludicrous speed. Go to plaid. Like I'm just saying. Perfect. Um, but at the same time, yeah, I get what you're saying. Yep. So let's come back and let's get into some of the characters and their performances, the actors' performances of 
said characters. Okay? Okay. Okay. If you have an idea for something you'd like to hear on the show, please email us at show at moviesruinmylife.com or reach out to us on Twitter. And however you're taking part in this episode, please don't forget to leave comments, share, reach out to us so we can keep the conversation going. Yeah, Marie. All right, so we're back. And let's get into characters a little bit, gentlemen. Let's try and salvage our really negative conversation here. Um, favorite character of the film? Let's start off with East. This will be funny. <laughs> <laughs> Who was my favorite character? That's a real good question. Oh, honestly, Scott. yeah, man, the kid that played Cyclops. He uh, he did a good job, man. And um, I'm going to give hats off to him. And you know what, man? I, again, to be optimistic, I am rooting for that kid yeah. to really push that franchise, man. Because I really think as well, especially in the next one, if you really if he gets the complexity of his character down and the duality between, like, you know, that he is bred to be this leader for this, for, you know, Xavier and the really dark stepfather relationship. And comes with it, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, if they do that with him... Fucking great. And I'd say, yeah, Cyclops overall, uh, favorite character. Yeah. Okay. Nick? Favorite character. It's a toughie. I'm going to go with Beast again. I like Beast. Yep. Nicholas Holt does it right. Little Nicky? Little yeah. Nicky does it right. He's still yeah. good. He's still good. I oh, like the inter- a lovely day. I do like the interaction, like when they're in the jail cell and Quicksilver sees him. Oh, my God, you're blue. Yeah. Is it gonna happen to me? Yep. I like how he's still like a he's still human formed because he's still taking like those injections. It's like, yep. Come on. But I don't think he's gonna be doing them anymore. <laughs> well, that's why I love Kelsey Grammer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. So my favorite, I gotta, I gotta go. I, uh, I almost want to go Magneto because I just. Uh, but I'm gonna go Evan Peters as Quicksilver. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's. He's fantastic. He's in a league of his own, really. He's just he's fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. What I worry about okay. though is that um what I like about his character is what's written on the page. There's no it doesn't seem as much as we love this character, maybe it's just me, but there doesn't seem like there's a lot of elevation from what's on the page to what you get on the screen. I'm not trying to take away from Evan Peters, like I've seen him in other things. He's a very good actor. Um but there's just all of the moments that we love are moments that while he probably adds a little bit of flavor to it, don't get me wrong, there, there's nothing that sets the role aside as like this is him only. Yeah. Yeah. And that so it it's that's it's problematic for me where it's like why I um I'm wrestling with it being Magneto is the fact that it's like you can't I can't name an actor who could play Magneto as well as the people who have up to this point. Between mm-hmm. Ian McKellen, Serene McKellen, and now Michael Fassbender, I can't I couldn't pick another actor who I would feel for with so little to go on. Mm-hmm. You know? True. And that's that's why I keep coming back there. But I guess if we're just going straight favorite character, we're not talking about acting performance or anything else, it's it, favorite characters, Quicksilver, I guess. I'm hoping to see a good like turn 
with Quicksilver. Mm. Like maybe a little bit of a darker descent into his character. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's always been this upbeat for two. He's been upbeat for like two films. Yeah. He is the go-to comic relief. Yeah. It'll be nice to see Jubilee, like you said before. I kind of want to see him. Or Dazzler. Just. Yeah. They alluded to her, didn't they? Yeah. With Tweeswizzle. Well, no, but they alluded to her in the film a little bit, didn't they? Or am I just imagining that? I think they did. I yeah. can't. I want. I want to believe they did. Yeah, yeah. Like I, just, like you I know, just... that was supposed to be like a, a knockoff of like Diana Ross, and they yeah. had to make her white because of white people. <laughs> <laughs> well, they did Thunderdome and didn't have fucking yeah. Tina Turner. Yeah. Uh, okay, a few other characters I want to touch on. So you already touched on Scott. I think we all concur that Cyclops. Should be the center of the new X-Men universe going forward. If he's not, there's a fucking problem. Mm -hmm. Um, Great. Uh, We kind of touched on Nightcrawler a little bit in the first one. I don't really... Nothing special there for me. Is there anything you guys want to mention on him at all? I think they should have just left him out. Yeah. yeah, There could have been other characters that we could use there. I I agree. Jubilee would have been the obvious choice. But the powers is the thing. So you got to find another way to move the story forward. And they're being lazy a little bit. Well, shit. I mean, I agree. Just Gene can make people like pretty much like through telepathy. Sorry. Fuck. I can't spell that. I fucked that up. Telepathy? Yeah. (laughs) Telepathy. Yeah. (laughs) She makes people. They. They don't see her because in their mind they're just seeing the rubble. So yeah, she could have easily just got inside the just plane. Like, she could have just fucking walked in if she wanted to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think with Nightcrawler though, again, like, and the fact that he's walking around a fucking mall and he's blue and nobody's saying anything. Well, it's, they're accepting of mutants. Pretend, pretend accepting. Okay. Yeah. Um. I just Nightcrawler is is a great character in the comic. Maybe could have made him a bit older. I'm not even saying like he had to be like old. I'm I'm saying like he just could have been like. You know, nineteen twenty. Yep. Giving him a bit more character. Well, they didn't even go around saying his origins because, considering his origins is Mystique is his mom. Yeah, be but a like, older. do you want to do a cutscene of like the two of them going at it? Not, you know what I mean. Mystique and his Azel. Yeah, I would like to see that. The tail just waggling. Uh, yeah, and we also just kind of. Well, I'm just saying, like, ah, uh, fuck. Like again, you missed that, but you. Yeah. You missed that boat. You you really like. Fucking why missed would that you boat. bring in a Zazel, which is a mutant that didn't even get brought into the comics until fucking two thousand and six? Anyway, you're gonna put him in first class. Don't even use him. And then and he looks fucking. You need someone to fucking have that power. And he looks evil I as know. shit too. But you could have explained it, and you didn't because why would you explain no things like no, that? There's of course, no, there's no, no reason. Expl- there's no explanation. Um. <clears throat> Psylocke, let's do it. Olivia Munn. Hot. Um, originally, yeah. Yeah. originally they wanted to change the color of the suit. Of course they did. They wanted it to be like a black suit that she wears. And she said, no, that's not the character. The character's purple. They changed the suit because of her. She made it stay true to the comic book form of the character. Well, her tits aren't hanging out, and there's no other way for me to say that. So I'm going to just go ahead and say her tits aren't hanging out. No, but Which I'm fine with, by I'm the way. I'm fine with but in full form, but I her, love... a- her ass is definitely hanging out. Okay, thank you. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, and she's asking. Every female is just like, stop the player right now yeah. and close the window. <laughs> you got Between three... my comment and yours, we're fucking batting a thousand here, Chief. Yeah. Um, we're over 500. But I I <laughs> uh, I wanted to mention that like apparently there's a story when Singer met with 
uh, Olivia Munn the first time said like, okay, you're going to go home. You're going to Google this character. Don't, uh, you know, don't, we're not going to dress you up like that. It's going to be more conservative, blah, blah, blah. I don't like how that suit, uh, she is a beautiful woman to go back to what you said East. And I didn't notice her ass hanging out as you said, Nick, but if I, I, I appreciate that. I'll have to check it out the next time we go around <laughs> on the film. Uh, cause something I would like to partake in the viewing of, I suppose. Um, but, <laughs> but in any case, I, I, I thought the suit didn't accentuate her in a flattering fashion in a lot of situations. It it, it seemed, in frankly, in some regions, if you will, and we're, I'm talking about the apocalypse, like once she's aligned with apocalypse, seemed rather cumbersome at times, uh, particularly in the lower midriff area. It looks uncomfortable. I kind of like the fact, well, it's kind of a weird fact, but I like the fact that when apocalypse is picking his mutants mm-hmm. for his horsemen. She's just a victim. She's just there at the right. She's at the right place at the right time. Yeah, and just gets picked on circumstance. Yeah, it was a bit of a letdown, but she's because again, Betty is an incredible character. Yeah, yeah. in the X Men universe, and uh, if you want to talk characters, like you know what what sucks about again, what I really bothers me about this franchise is I'm still never going to get a movie where all of them are in like a fucking room together, like all the originals, even when they redo it. You know what I mean? And then you have Angel, and then you have Archangel, who I think has maybe one and a half to two lines. Yeah. Yeah. He's just getting, you know what I mean? Listening to like metal. Yeah, which sucks because he, Betty and Warren have a very long lasting relationship, you know, and there's a lot of, and there's a bunch of issues where Archangel really gets fucking, he's a great character, and they fuck him. Mm. Fuck him hard. Okay, so I guess we don't need to talk about Archangel then. Sorry. But in any case, I wanted to go back to Psylocke for a second because I am dwelling on the costume. We got to get over that. Um, her performance? did like Her swordsmanship was all her. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I still really think she was how to like underutilized yeah. and didn't get as many lines as she should have and I think could have been a stronger character in that. And it's, I think at the end of the movie, instead of having her just run away at the end of the big battle, yeah. we're fucking... Archangel gets mutilated, you know. Um, I just think that, you know, they, she could have, I don't know, joined the team or been at the end or something because she becomes a very important part of the X-Men after that. Interesting, mm. interesting. Which they didn't do. It's just, now what? Psylocke is just this She's going to be another baddie. That, yeah, right? So you now you have a role reversal switch between fucking Mystique and Psylocke. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Like I said, Mystique. I'm Let's kinda, get into Mystique. I'm yeah. kind of getting over the whole Mystique thing. Mm-hmm. Her prominence in the last three films. Yeah. It's just enough already. Just put her. She's better off in obscurity and only showing up when needed, not just so how do you on feel, screen. So, how time. do you feel about a potential Mystique film? Pass. I didn't enjoy no, Jennifer Lawrence's performance in this last film. She just glided through it. I, I mentioned this to you before the show. She just like, kind of glided through. Yeah, it seemed that way to me. I, I'm on the fence about that. I don't know. Because there's moments of like... There's glimpses? There, yeah, exactly. There's these glimpses of like something really special. And then there's other moments. Like, did they only do one fucking take of the scene at the Battle Royale kind of, like, cage fight situation? Mm-hmm. Oh, did they only German, do one take like of the Germany? elbow and the fucking dialogue? <laughs> is that the best, like, Russian or whatever it is? I thought it was Russian. No, I, I, I think that was East Germany. 
Oh, okay. Because the reason is because I work with a couple of Russian cats, and they were watching. Uh, they were telling me that they were watching the film, and they the way they phrased it was, "I I I really like the part I could understand." <laughs> so what part is that then? If it's not that, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I misunderstood them because they're Russian. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but then again, they say that. Um, but I think you might be right on the whole Russian thing. But it, it, it's because apparently that Psylocke works behind the iron curtain at this point. yeah like they and they showed the fucking communist uh insignia too not in the center of the screen like they did with the fucking swastika on an angle but in any case um yeah i i wasn't happy with her performance and and there was moments where it almost was like this is where she was it almost seemed like she was saying that was a good take let's move along you know, I'm ready to go to my fucking trailer it's, or something like that. Kind of seems like but, the stars are running the show. Yeah, oh, for sure. Like when you're getting the kind of money that you're getting or that they're getting, and then like fucking singer is um, getting what he's getting. It's one of those situations where it's like a coach that's paid less than a professional athlete. Yeah, it's like how are you going to get these guys to do anything unless they have buy-in, guys or girls? Uh, because the problem there is that. Uh, you know the inmates are running the asylum, so to speak. So you 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 see that you see that in professional sports a lot, where you see a team siding with a star athlete over a coach, things like that, and firing them when really the coach wasn't the problem, or the the techniques weren't the problem, these kinds of things. But and you see the same thing, kind of like little echoes of it around this film, where there's moments where it just seemed like everyone was a little bit like, yeah, it was fine, just move along. Mirrors Xavier, like he was very limited. With his role this time around, like he wasn't very prominent in the film, but he still had. Yeah, they're doing they're doing a lot of setup on a lot of new characters, though. I don't know if they. One liberty that they took was uh, <laughs> before they were always able to very well contextualize his warmth to everyone, and I didn't feel as though they'd, they they. I feel that they they took for granted the fact that you've seen six other X Men films, which you never should. You never should. Um, and yeah, they like, so there was no reference point to why he is so warm with other humans and mutants and blah, 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 other than moments that you've literally already seen in other films. And if they don't actually verbally call back to it, uh, which they do the majority of the time, because that's all that they do in this film is just fucking pages and pages and pages of exposition. But yeah. I think, I think he just didn't have that much exposure this time around. Like you mm-hmm. see, like you see, teacher Xavier, pretty much. Yeah, you see the mentor Xavier, mm-hmm. leader Xavier, not very much, except for like that last little bit where he's being used to like talk to the people of Earth. Also, McAvoy does not do as good of a voiceover as uh, Stewart, so oh. just fucking acts it. Yeah, I understand that you've set up that principle, uh, you know, that idea when a film opens, but just fucking lose it. It's fine. Um, just get right into it. Yeah. Just revamp the series. Like you said, East, if you're going to revamp the series with all, a whole new cast, then revamp the series and just do it. Um, so, yeah, we hit Xavier. Do you want to talk about Magneto at all? Fastbender's always He's great. fucking good. Yeah. Fine. I mean, it kind of sucks because he goes on the same road he did the last time around, especially with his origin. It's all he, it's all he do with Magneto. Like, he just gets shit on, like, left and right. Like, you just, I just, like, come on. This guy finds the one little bit of humanity. Like, he saves a guy at work, and then he gets ratted out on. Yep. 
Like fuck you, the guy who worked. That he worked I would kill them. all those fucking guys too, though. I yeah. would kill them all. Even the guy he saved, he was gonna kill him, and he didn't. Even, he I know it's a terrible thing to say, but if you get my whole family killed, oh, you better fucking believe. Yeah, with my last fucking breath. It's a warning to, to anyone listening. Totally, totally justified. Yeah, like I'm fine. Well, and, he I'm didn't fine even, and the funny thing is, he didn't even get his due. Um, wait, if I air this, is that going to be like considered a threat? Can people come and arrest me? No, uh, no because you're not. You're not <laughs> actually. Yeah, you're not. Yes. But here's not, the thing. You're he, not didn't hitting even, one individual. he didn't even get his due. He didn't even kill the guys in the factory. Apocalypse killed them all in front of him. Well, no, they didn't show what. Or yeah, he took off. Yeah, true. Because they just put him in the ground. Maybe. Yeah, and okay. then they're dead and buried at that point. Okay, cool. And they just let him destroy Auschwitz. That's pretty good. I applaud him for that. Doesn't need to be there. Jewish man's revenge. It's a bad. Uh, yeah, it's a bad thing. Yeah. So, how did you guys feel about Apocalypse and the role of Apocalypse and Oscar Isaac as Apocalypse? I didn't mind the auto-tune stuff. I didn't mind that. I didn't mind, like, the fucking Kanye West song that was going on in the back. And, like, I shouldn't say that because a lot of people did auto-tune before he did. Mm-hmm. Shania Twain did mm-hmm. uh, at every fucking show. I liked the idea of Apocalypse. I like. There was some things was that just... Right. He brought... <sighs> Apocalypse was a talker, too. Yeah, so it's fine. They literally took that fucking bit out of the comic, or not out of the comic, out of the cartoon. Yeah, the you know, and in its place, we'll build a better one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or except for in the in the cartoon, it's I'll build a better one. Yeah, but Brandon, you said this off air, I think, or you said a reset. I can't remember. If you said on air or off air that the, the, his color changed from like green to blue, blue to to purple. Yeah, at one point, it's like, am I watching Power Rangers the movie or am I watching X Men? Mm. And I stole that from the internet. Or am I watching fucking, uh, like I said, Wizard of Oz? It kind of did, it did have a, I'm not going to lie. It did have Yo, that, Dorothy. What's it did a have the Ivan Ooze feel color. to it. It did have a good Ivan Ooze feel to it, though. Yeah. I kind of wanted to make the big speech and just blow shit up. Yeah. But I, like, I, I've missed so much. I, I like the, the auto-tune thing. I'm not going to lie to you. Well, I didn't, I didn't mind that on his voice because I kind of feel like that's how like that. He would be. That alien robotic point that Apocalypse is, you know, mm. um, it made sense. Yep. I, uh, yeah, I just felt taken away from the character because of all the fucking color changes. This, yeah, the fact that he just the Apocalypse was developing. Kind of, I don't, I didn't really understand because I didn't understand why he didn't get into the fight he's Apocalypse. More more. He builds his army, and then he destroys. And even then, does Apocalypse really need the four horsemen? Yeah, that's what it is. You he know what I mean? He's so fucking Apocalypse. Well, he still needs someone to protect him and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, but I mean, he relied can't... way too much on the four horsemen Until and he rely gets... on his own power. Yeah. I like the idea of him wanting Xavier's power, though. That's an interesting way of doing it. Because Xavier can connect with everybody. Yeah, so he can control with his power, his ability to heighten powers so he could take his body. I like that. Again, I like you, that element. You can't turn around. It's like Apocalypse did get rid of every nuclear weapon on the planet. Nuclear? Nuclear. Nuclear. It's pronounced nuclear. <laughs> yeah, he got rid of every nuclear weapon. It's like, there you go. This guy's a hero, in my opinion. Interesting. Then he, he's a hero. He's a hero, in my opinion. And then he blows up, and then he destroys half of New York, and it's always New York that gets it. He did it so that no one could oppose him. I know, but you're telling me that Magneto can't stop a fucking nuclear weapon halfway through and just Please throw stop it up? saying nuclear. I'm sorry. It's, good word. it's a fun <laughs> word. It is funny, but nuclear. People think you mean it. That's the problem. They don't know you like we do. Mm-hmm. Nuclear. It's nuclear. Nuclear? 
Yep, nuclear. Okay, Nuc- fine. Nu- nuclear? I, I preface that Nick knows how to say nuclear. So I obviously don't because <laughs> I've been nuclear. saying it. I'm confused. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I obviously don't. <laughs> but Apocalypse is a hero in my mind. Okay. Uh, and Until he blows up New York, then he's an asshole. <laughs> and it's always New York. Yeah. Well, doesn't don't they uh, blow up some of Cleveland for like a brief shot? They do Cleveland. Well, it's because when Magneto, which is, this is what I love, was I'm going to enhance your powers and I'm just yeah. going to totally fucking destroy the polar caps, move them around. Some major cities are going to get it. This is the thing. I'm going to move the polarized caps. Shit's going to get fucked up. And at the end of this movie, it's still going to be like, hey, guys, I'm sorry about that. I was mind controlled and having a bad day. Well, he and... wasn't mind controlled. He was just having a bad day. Yeah, I know. And like, day, I was yeah. real pissed off. And sorry, I, I kind of destroyed half the planet and didn't have my morning destroyed coffee. a bunch of shit. Yeah, no worries. Friends. Yeah, that's literally what it was. It was like, it's a... <laughs> It's I like a, your turtle Yeah, it's, a, it's okay, Magneto. You know what? Uh, don't worry about it. Guys, I'm just going to fly away. I'm going to fly away. I'm no. not going to build an asteroid and go up into space. You know what I mean? I'm not going to do any like any little head nods they could have done in the comic. I'm just going to fly away. Kind of like fl- did he fly it, away? Did he fly or float? No, he didn't fly away. He just walked away. He said you can control minds. He eventually it. flew. Let's face it. Presumably, How, how yeah. the fuck else is he going to get around? Hitchhike. Yeah. Yeah, but anyway, you know what I'm saying. It was just, well, goodbye. <laughs> Click well, you. It was nice destroying the world against you guys. And yeah. Tell you what, coming to my senses. I destroyed, I destroyed like thousands upon thousands of buildings in these cities, but I'll rebuild one mansion. Yeah. Perfect. Hey, um, hey Charles, are you still want to meet up for chess, uh, chess in two weeks? Yeah, okay, Eric. Sounds, the, like a, sounds like a good plan, buddy. Chess in the park. I'll, I'll see you in two weeks. Yeah. Put the car, put the tea on. I'll be there. Yeah. Again, don't worry about what you did to the polar ice caps, you fuck. What uh, do you think about the fact that every single fucking X-Men movie, uh, and I know we're not the first one that are going to broach the subject, but every goddamn one, Magneto moves something that's bigger than the last. So you have like him move a fucking, just like move some small metal stuff in the first one. And then he's moving like uh, slightly bigger objects like cars and shit like that in the second one. Or he moves some cars in the He stops a plane from crashing. He stops a plane from crashing. the Sentinels. Yep. And then in the, th- the stadium. In the third, he moves a fucking bridge. Yeah. And then the in, polar ice caps. And then the stadium and the polar ice caps. Yeah. Or just like everything in the ground, just moving around all the goddamn minerals. Yeah. So, like, now, so what is he going to move next? Like, I can't even think of what's the moon. Well, that's, that's, that's where I really just give me, if you give me a hats off to an asteroid, because fuck it. I'm not going to lie. This next movie, if Magneto's in it, what else is he going to move besides a giant fucking meteor with a bunch of mutants on it and throwing that shit into space? That's all he's got. You already moved the planet, essentially. The moon. Yeah, but there's... That's, it has yet to be known if Magneto's powers can consume the alloys on the moon. We don't know that for sure. Okay, Professor. Um, <laughs> all right, last but not least, Jean Grey. Well played. Yeah, it was, she was okay. She was good. pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right, whatever. <laughs> I liked the delivery. Uh, I thought it was very in line, somewhat aloof, but somewhat defensive, and that is very much a Gene characteristic. A lot of the well, a lot of the people I thought it was very methodical. How? Yeah, exactly. Even without any context, I guess we understand that because they say it six hundred times instead of just showing it once. 
I'll go back to your room, children. Yeah. I will go tell her a lullaby. Yeah. I'll sing her a song. My sweet, sweet voice. My sweet, sweet brain voice. Um, that's not. Yeah. I'll I'll talk to her as Patrick Stewart in my mind. That's what I'll do. <laughs> that would have been way better. <laughs> Just like Gene, what's going on? And then puts Gene. Gene. Hello, my dear. You know, <laughs> cut to that. Whatever. Uh, yeah, I liked her a lot. I thought she was one of the the strong points in the film. I do. I want to know who directed her to do the sexy walkout from behind the fucking door in uh, in Xavier's mind, because like, what? That that was just weird. Like you don't you're not on a catwalk. You're going into a fight. Mm-hmm. Um. So that was a little bit ill conceived. But other than that, I I, I liked her. I like she had some spring in her step. I like that she was the one that was driving all of the mutants to be like, come on, come on, you can do it, you can do it, you can be more powerful, so that I'm not such a freak. Yeah. (laughs) See, you can be a weirdo too. Come on, we'll be weirdos together. I like that element of it. Unless we're around electricity, then we're fucked. We're all fucked. (laughs) You know? Even Storm, you can't even shoot a lightning bolt on that shit. We're fucked. Yep, 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 yeah. Oh, we didn't talk about Storm. Any thoughts on Storm? Not much yeah, there, but not much that, there. That, but which I mean, sucks because you're bringing in Storm at like the coolest point in the in fucking the, comic. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And oh yeah. And her and fucking Jubilee are like one year apart in this iteration. <laughs> what? Yeah. When in the last timeline, Jubilee was literally younger than she is in this film. Yeah, she wasn't. And yeah. had actually no. This is the most lines Jubilee's had in a film. Yeah. Which are pretty much like, I like Empire Strikes Back the best. And then all of a sudden you get a slow motion freeze on the car and she's like the happiest kid in that entire car flying over the hill. Yeah, that was good. That was good. Like, you look at the whole car. They're not even happy. She's like, oh my god, I'm part of the team. Okay, so we're going to take a little break. Sorry to any characters that we missed. I think we covered the majority of them. And uh, you know, if anything else pops up along the way, we will get to it. We're going to take a little break, come back, and uh, do final thoughts. But before that, uh, East, when you and I went... Did we go to see this? No. When we went to see Civil War, you pitched me um, your concept for the new... You know, a new X-Men franchise for you. Mm-hmm. And because... You're driving this conversation into the fucking gutter, my friend. Uh, but I want to. I, I, you're you're my friend, and I love you, and I want to give you the opportunity to redeem yourself. Uh, I like if if it's all right with you. When we come back, um, I'd like you to spitball on this idea a little bit, uh, so that people know that you're not just hating on this film. That you actually really do love the series and want to see it prosper. Mm-hmm. Is that all right? Absolutely. All right. All right, so next week on Mermel, uh, East and Nick are back, and we are talking Ninja Turtles. All things Ninja Turtles, we're going to probably get pretty crazy because we're all big fans. We hope you'll join us then. All right, so we're back, and Mr. East, the calm is yours to man as you see fit. Thank you. So if I was to... I just made a Star Trek reference (laughs) in a fucking X-Men episode, so... Okay. Patrick Stewart would be proud. Patrick Stewart would be proud. So if I was to redo X Men, I would <laughs> I would do it I would do it Lord of the Rings style or if you really or, or Star Wars style three movie trilogy. Hmm? And the first one is your villain isn't Magneto. The villain is the No More Mutant Protesters and the Sentinels. Okay? okay, and you don't do an origin story on Magneto. 
It's just you do it fucking classic 80s superhero movie, which is here's your heroes. And then you do the stuff. You maybe get into a little backstory, you know, all within that. Because you're going to – people know these characters. People love these characters. Yeah, you can do whatever you origin you want You can do whatever the, the fuck you act. want right now. Yeah. You know? Um, they're X-Men. They've been around for years. It's like Batman, you know? You know we don't need get... to see another one. We don't need to see Uncle Ben again. So – Uncle Ben, Batman, what? So that was Spider Man. I'm sorry. Yeah. Another iteration. Anyway, yeah. well, I'm. I want to know what happened to his parents because I haven't heard. What? Batman? Didn't something happen to his parents when he was young? I don't know. Oh fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what I would do is, yeah. So those are the villains. Um, so it's the No More Mutant Protesters and the Sentinels, and it's the fucking. Who, who's creating the Sentinels? Who's creating? Oh, it's it would be the Oliver Trask. Yeah. Okay. Would you bring Dinklage back? I don't, know, I don't know if they could hear me. So who's creating the Sentinels? Bolivar Trask? Yes. Question mark? Yes. That is correct. Now would Peter Dinklage play Bolivar Trask? No, I, no, this is totally redone. Ah, oh, damn it. I'm not, dude, Peter Dinklage is puck. Just kidding. You didn't like that, did you? <laughs> I'm sorry. Isn't he the drunk uh, uh, dwarf in, uh, or like the drunk little man in uh, in Bruges? He is. Yeah, he's fantastic. He's, fa- he's fantastic. I love that Okay, character. so this idea. Let me get this out, okay? It'll be really, really quick. Go. Okay, so anyway, so the first movie is that you do the Chris, you do the Chris Claremont um, yellow and blue team, okay, and that's how you split it up. That's your two teams. But the first one is very much like Fellowship of the Ring. You get to know your characters, whatever else, you know. But it, it's the '80s, so you got your Beast, you got Colossus, you got Shadowcat, you got Rogue, you got Gambit. Um, I I would have Dazzler instead of Jubilee, but that's just me. Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler, absolutely. So you're going giant size X Men on one team? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm saying like these are the, all the X Men I would have in total. Wait, I haven't wait. split up the teams yet. Blue Beast or Human? Oh, Blue Beast. Beast. Okay. It's Blue Beast. Yeah. At that point, it would have been. Yeah. yeah. Um. Anyway, those are the two teams, and what ends up happening is it's not so much that they fight Magneto as much as Magneto is just on the opposite side of like these fucking no more mutant guys gotta go. I'm gonna take them out. Mm-hmm. Legit. So when you get the whole battle scene at the end of the first movie. Um, it's more or less Magneto just being like, yeah, you know what, you're right. Can't kill off all these people, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to build a fucking asteroid, and all the people that are with me right now that don't have the patience to have to deal with you, Professor, and convincing all the rest of the humans that, you know, we're not pieces of shit, we're going to go on my fucking asteroid, and we're going to hang out, and we're going to fucking live alone and do our own thing. Okay, so first movie ends on a dark note. So first movie ends with, at the mansion... Xavier, like pretty much, you know, when Xavier talking over a game of chess and about how they're gonna go their own separate ways after taking down the Sentinels and then no more mutant protests. Okay, so the big third act is the Sentinel fight. Huge Sentinel fight. Okay, huge ass Sentinel fight. Like you get Colossus grabs Wolverine, throws him, him, throws him into his Sentinel. You get Wolverine climbing up the back. You get Cyclops actually just using the pressure of his eyes and blowing a bunch of these fucking things away. You know what I mean? You get the mutants actually using their powers, and they're not taking on other mutants, and you have to worry about your favorite characters dying. You get them taking off fucking Sentinels. You know what I mean? And that's where yeah. you do it. Now, where the second one is very much kind of like Two Towers, where you have your two teams, is so the second movie would start off with Magneto saying goodbye to the Professor and Asteroid M going up. And then uh, there is there's a distress call in the Savage Land, and the Professor and Beast go to figure that out. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you got Hank and you got Xavier going down to the Savage Land to figure this out because they realize that they're getting new mutant life readings. It's the first time they ever have that. Mm-hmm. 
and that eventually brings them into, you know, sinister. Okay? In the meantime, fucking Cable comes back in time to warn about Apocalypse, and that something's going to happen, something's going down, but because they have no contact with the Professor or Hank, the two fucking brain people, that they're kind of figuring them out at their own. As well as there's um, another kind of call that Magneto gets on Asteroid M, which is where Storm's team goes up. So Cyclops' team is dealing with fucking Cable. Storm's team is dealing with Asteroid M because there's some kind of weird thing happening, and that's going to end up being fucking Apocalypse coming in. It's all a summing of Apocalypse. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Where are you at? Where are you What's at? the runtime on each of these films? Oh, we're talking they're good. Two, two and, and a half, half, three. Two and a half to three. Yeah, you, I'd have, these, I'd have to be a two and a half to th- three. That's it. It's I'm not I'm not doing six movies. I'm doing three movies, and you're telling your fucking story. Okay, that's it. Okay, third movie. Uh, so the second movie ends with Cyclops eventually meeting up with Professor and Beast, and like Cyclops's team meets up with them. Fucking destroys Sinister, blows them away. Does the classic "Stay away from my friends" line. Takes out Sinister, but it's already too late. He summoned Apocalypse. So Apocalypse is back, and Magneto notices that, and then they start coming down. So the third one is the classic, is the Age of Apocalypse. And what I really think the third one, how it should start off, and this is what I was telling you before, is the third movie kind of starts off in Cable's future. And it's before Cable goes back. So you get the one-eyed Cyclops fighting fucking Weapon X. Yeah. You get that whole, you get the hats off to the Age of Apocalypse, and then he goes back, and then kind of, and then fast forward, you know, now we're in modern time. So these would two they teams... explain who Cable is? Yeah. So they would refer to him as Nathan in yeah. the future? Yes. Okay. I'm just clarifying. Absolutely. No, and then you, you have you have Jean's sister in it. Yeah. Okay. You know, you have all these characters in it. Is it her sister or clone? For Cable? It was a clone. It's a clone, but I would use, just use her sister because he ends up using her sister in the other timeline anyway. Oh, I see. Okay. Um, but that's what I would do. And here's the thing: you want to do a Wolverine standalone movie? You can. Doesn't Cable facilitate Apocalypse in a roundabout way, though? Doesn't he? Yeah, that's why you have him bring him. That's why you have him back. Okay, you I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's all good. Please continue. Um, and if you want to do a Wolverine standalone movie, then here's what you do: because Wolverine, I would like to introduce him in the first movie, but he's fucking cutting through woods his bike breaks down at the border and he's just coming in he goes to a fridge he goes to get a bite of food and when he closes the door and there's shadow cap being like where the fuck are you i've been waiting for you all day and that's an exact scene i got in a wolverine comic except replace shadow cat with jubilee you know and that's how i would do that but the wolverine movie that you'd have is him like here's the, the storyline that i would have for this is it's already after magneto and wolverine got into a fight bone claws has already happened but he's back to adamantium so I would have the Wolverine movie would take place in the cyber would be the villain and that whole thing where he's got bone claws and he's figuring out his shit. All these tales that have happened where they used to battle Magneto have already happened. It's about moving forward. It's about okay. taking down something bigger. So you can utilize all those other storylines in sequels or side stories like what they're doing currently now with Star Wars. You know what I mean? They're now doing your fucking X-Men story. Yeah, you know what I mean? Shit like that. And that's how you do it. You cl- Every movie has a logical fucking closing point and build up where the villains kind of win at the end of two, and it fucking moves. Okay, so And you get all everything, and it's Chris Claremont 80s. Have you pitched your third one? Yeah, the third one's just fucking full-on Age of Apocalypse. Eventually, okay. they take down Apocalypse, so, obviously. So, number one is uh, 
anti-mutant protests. Sentinels. And Sentinels. Num- and and number two, and sorry, and the forming of Asteroid M. Yeah. Number two is uh, the uh, Mr. Sinister and the Savage Lands and uh, the coming of Apocalypse. So as he's defeated, uh, Asteroid M, final scene descending to Earth. Yeah. Okay. Number three is full-on Age of Apocalypse. Age of Apocalypse for about 15 minutes of the actual movie at the yeah. beginning. Yeah. And then pan into real time where that's, you know, that... The war is just about to begin. The war, yeah, it's about to begin, but they end up, fi- you know, they end up fixing, fixing the Cable's timeline. future. Yeah, fixing Cable's future. Okay, okay, okay. Cool. I can get down with all that. Yeah, I'm all right with that. Yeah. kind of do, like, even now, I always say, like, I want to see Wolverine on his own, but I really want an introduction with X-23, and it's not going to happen. That's not... Well, they're saying that they want to bring X-23 in, uh, into As this whole... Wolverine surrogate? Yeah, in this new one, So, which is why... After they do Old Man Logan, if you want to... Wolf, sorry, I'm going to rephrase that. Uh, Logan Wolf. as an old man. Yeah, because uh, you can't do any of the wo- uh, old, old Man, man Logan stuff. Yeah, it's just... That's where the they hats, don't own any of it. Yes, that's where the hats off of Apocalypse... Or not Apocalypse, sorry, Sinister is at the end of this new one. Sinister is supposed to be the villain at the end of the new... Um, oh, sorry, the villain in the new old, Wolverine. Wolverine as an old man. Um and what's supposed to happen, which is what Simon like Kilberg or whatever Kinberg, yeah, yeah. Uh, Kinberg. has been saying, is the next one is obviously going to take place in the '90s, but they want to move it up into space and Dark Phoenix, which we talked about off air. Dark Phoenix saga happens on Earth. It's the Phoenix saga that happens in space. Yes, but they're fucking mental. Yes, exactly. They, they really know their comics very well. Uh, yes. So, Fuck, man, that's all I'm saying. Oh wait, Dark Phoenix does have a little bit of an influence in space because it's the fucking crystal, or is that Phoenix Saga? That's Phoenix Saga. Yeah, because no, Dark I'm Phoenix, because sure. there's because there's Dark Phoenix and there's the whole Phoenix Saga, which is two totally yeah. Dark s- Dark Phoenix happens on Earth with aliens coming to Earth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Because that's when they realize that the that gene cannot contain the full power of the Phoenix. Yeah. and that's what happens. Cool. If I was going to do a Phoenix Saga. Because while you were talking, I was just thinking about it. Because I know they got the Phoenix thing on their fucking minds now. I would go. Um, I would jump start the series. You uh, never know. The Phoenix saga could be like the fucking Venom saga that we could have had. Yeah, exactly. It just gets rebooted at that fucking point. Mm. Or switched over to something else. I guess I'm pitching my film after all. I wasn't going to, but I'm I'm going to now. I changed my mind. <laughs> well, That's fuck. Okay. If you guys are pitching films, I'm going to pitch a yeah, film. Yeah, okay. That's why I asked you. Quietly Why away I, from a microphone. I know, but I didn't know you were going to pitch one. Okay. Well, all right. So I love the original team. I know that a lot of people don't. I think they're, they think they're boring. They think that Cyclops is the only fucking usable character. There's a lot of shit like that. Fuck those people. Okay. My movie, and you can do Blue Beast. That's fine. My first film would start off the origins of Giant Size X-Men. It would be that Xavier recruits a new team, and you have no fucking reference. You have no reference for what uh, what's come before. But they recruit a new team, and Cyclops is there, and you have the uh, him going around the world and getting fucking, uh, you know, Nightcrawler, Colossus, fucking Wolverine, and so to build a new team to rescue the old team. I think that's a good startup point. You don't have to do the fucking like island that's alive shit. Mm. I just want to see that in a film. Although I kind of like that idea. 
but you, you know you could ground it a little bit more in quote unquote reality because I know it's really important to ground a superhero film in reality. But it, I would like to see that because I would like to see a, a a handing of the torch before I see Colossus, Nightcrawler, all these cats that you're talking about in there. But then what I like to see from there, so you have that film culminate and then bring it back, and then I'd like it to come to light that there was another team that tried to rescue them first mm. and that they died and that Xavier isn't a nice guy, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's why he and that, got... And that would be like Thunderbird and yeah. all the bunch of like X-Men that have actually been iced off. Yeah. That'd be wicked. Exactly. That's a good idea. So you have this fucking shady version because Xavier in the comics is shady. Like, let's be honest. He's throwing out kids to fight like a fucking oh, which, which is why, which is... Cyclops' whole internal struggle is that exactly. he understands that he's a fucking pawn in this chess match between him and Eric. Which and Eric really like that's what's so beautiful about his character in Sorry to Cut You Off. No, but like no, his, no, it gives me time to think. Sorry, I have no fucking okay, idea where I'm going from here. Okay, cool. That's what's so beautiful <laughs> about Eric's character in in the New Mutants storyline before it became obviously X Force. Is yep. he was the head of New Mutants, and you had this guy that was barely able to deal with the fact that he's comfortable with humans and mutants coexisting with each other. So he is very, very, very overprotective of Cannonball and, like, fucking Boom Boom and all these characters that are in, you know, New Mutants. He's very, very, very protective. And you see a whole other side. Like, Fassbender started to bring out that for, that character in, Ma- in Magneto, but we s- still hasn't really done it right because they keep on doing stupid shit like I'm going to get pissed off and destroy the polar ice caps. Yeah, and so yeah. just be a, you know, a yeah, daunting parental figure kind of thing. We'll yeah. never get to see Magneto on a throne. <laughs> it might that's, happen. That's what I'm talking about. Yep. So, off the top of my head, if you're going to do Phoenix, so this is where I would do the Phoenix saga. After the conclusion of that film, Gene leaves the team and the f- and the film ends on that note. So all these, the first film, the you know the X Men, the original team is rescued, and you see them splitting off, all of them leaving the mansion, uh, and and saying their goodbyes, and Gene and and Scott finally get together, you know, because it would be alluded to throughout the film that you know he's into her, obviously, right? So you get that. Then you bring in, so the second film would come in, start off with that scene I alluded to that should have started fucking Apocalypse mm-hmm. with Kid uh, Gene, mm-hmm. make the second movie about Gene, and it's the Phoenix Saga. Pretty much straight. You can do it in space. You can do the Star Jammers. You can do all of that shit. And then literally just two and three are the Phoenix Saga. Mm-hmm. I don't really need to say any more than that. Yeah, man. I agree. That's why, like, with the one that I'm talking about... Because like, they're some of the more coherent comic books in terms mm-hmm. of what could be translated to film. But whatever. Sorry. Okay. What then, I'm talking about. Oh, for sure. I was just going to say, like, and them taking on the phalanx as well. Yep. That'd be beautiful. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, mine, I'm just going to do a one-off story, and then from there it can grow into whatever the fuck it wants to be. Mm-hmm. But it starts out in a Weapon X facility mm-hmm. with this young girl escaping. Weapons Plus or Weapons X? Weapon X. Okay. It's a Weapon X facility. This girl escapes. And then she starts tracking down the X-Men. They're all situated at this point. Everybody's situated. So Beast, Wolverine, Jubilee, Rogue, Gene, Storm. They're all situated X-Men at this point. But she goes and tracks them down and finally hits the mansion, breaks in, and they all start trying to like apprehend her. They know she's a mutant. They don't want to hurt her. 
Mm. But she doesn't care. She just goes fucking nuts on them until she gets to Wolverine. Mm. And then she just backs right off. Okay. So he figures it's he figures it out. Like Xavier ends up and saying like this girl's the same as you. It's X twenty three at this point. Mm-hmm. And then it starts a whole budding relation. And then it just goes on her downward spiral. Like she can't control her rage. Like she has no control of it whatsoever. She starts hurting other mutants around the facility. And then there's a whole power struggle. I think what I would do is I'd have the Brotherhood of Mutants without um, Magneto mm-hmm. and without Mystique and just have it, say, Quicksilver, maybe a Scarlet Witch there. Like, Magneto's already set up Genosha, so it's mm-hmm. pretty much the Brotherhood. Like, he's just being a pissy little kid, doesn't he's... want to be dealing with his dad, so he has his own little mm-hmm. faction okay. situated somewhere else. So she goes with them because she gets ousted for her anger. And then from there, it's just like a power struggle between good and evil and this girl struggle. And then eventually she amalgamates onto a team. And then you have your new set of X-Men. Like she'll probably end up being part of a younger generation. So it's a redemption story for X-23. Possibly. It's more of an introduction slash redemption and trying to get like in Wolverine's eye because like she only looks up to him. But we're going back to uh, mutant versus mutant. You, you like that? Sort of. Like... Magneto's off on his own. He sets up his own. He sets up Genosha, mm. his own little mutant haven. But Quicksilver doesn't want anything to do with it. He doesn't believe in it. He just wants to keep fighting. Mm. So he starts. He, he he restarts the Brotherhood. Interesting. So, just to recap, you want to culminate in Age of Apocalypse. I pitched culminating in Dark Phoenix. Mm-hmm. I'm going X twenty three. X twenty three. I like it. Three X. solid ways to go, man. Like, you can keep the characters situated and just bring in newer blood to them yeah. and add the, and make them more central to the story than the actual X-Men themselves. Like, have them more as, like, background characters. Yeah. At least in my opinion, that's what I would have. Because you have other new characters. Yeah, if I see another characters. Mystique movie, I'm going to just fucking put a drill to my fucking head. I'm not really going to because I love myself too much, but... <laughs> I may... <laughs> Put a drill to my head? No, my own oh, okay. head. Oh, okay. I was a little worried there. Will, I, will it have corn on it and then you just lose part of your hair? <laughs> All right. Any final thoughts on X-Men Apocalypse, gentlemen? See it if... Well, you've already seen it if you're listening to this show, so... Um, Not necessarily. Some people are okay. gluttons for punishment. Okay, so, yeah. That's what I'm going to say. If you really want to see it, do it. But put your money into something else and... Put it in a savings account. Yeah, put it in a savings account. <laughs> Go see fucking Nice Guys, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any other movie is probably, in my opinion, worth more time. I... Be- and because, like I was saying before, you want to like this movie. And that's why he's like, you, you are, can be entertained by it. And that's cool. But that doesn't change the fact that everything that you love about X-Men is, like, rarely in this movie, I feel. But that's my opinion. I'm Anthony East. Nick? Sorry, I just got the last. <laughs> I'm like, Signing I'm, off. I'm Anthony East. And this has been 60 minutes. Yep. <laughs> no, if I say see it. If you're a fan of the films or you're a fan of the X-Men in general, see it. But go in it. not being picky. Just go in for the simple joy factor of watching the X-Men be the X-Men. Yep. Just go in just blindly. Just enjoy it. Don't pick it apart. You really want to be picky about it? Fine, you could do it afterwards, but just see it and enjoy yourself. This is all it is. It's just a, just enjoy the ride. That's all I say to it. I'm Nick. <laughs> I uh, 
I concur with Nick. See it. Um, don't see it first. If you haven't seen any other X-Men movie, this film is not for you. Uh, this film is very much, uh, a, you know, a, a fan moment in 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 the storyline you need you need to know the story to get in both in the films and some backstory that has no pref uh, has not been prefaced whatsoever um don't get it connected to too many characters because who knows what's going to be around next time who knows how they're going to play with it but just sit in there enjoy the movie take the ride it's like going on a roller coaster it's not you're not going to learn anything from it, but you're going to have a good time. Um, and there's a lot less social commentary in this. So if you dislike that from Shit previous films, up. then you you probably will appreciate that it's still got some stuff in there, but it's not quite as heavy. And if you don't appreciate that, well, then I don't know what to do for you. Uh, there's still some of it in there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, and... One last thing I want to say, and I know we talked about doing kind of a case study, and we're going to deal with it more next week, actually, when we do the Turtles episode, but um, this whole uh, sequelitis bullshit that people keep talking about, they say that this film isn't earning as well at the box office, or isn't trending as well at the box office as Day of Fu- Days of Future Past, because it's a sequel. I don't believe that to be true. I think the people aren't as excited about this film. They're seeing the reviews. They're seeing the trailers. And they aren't as excited. But uh, we're going to take a little case study next week. We're going to see if there's any validity to this whole sequelitis bullshit. I don't think that there is. But we'll find out. Um, Yeah. uh, Okay movie. Hope you enjoy it. If you don't, then sorry. I guess you're in East's camp. If you don't, send me a message or message me on Facebook or Twitter, and I will uh, I'll tweet back with a can high we, five emoji con. Can we just agree, all three of us, that this movie is not for the cynical, especially if you're a comic yeah. book fan? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know who's who this movie is for. I don't know. It's for the kids. With all right. One fuck in it. That's why when every time that kid gets in trouble, who the fuck are you? <laughs> All right, so remember, this is just the beginning of the conversation. We want to continue it on with you. So reach out to us on Twitter. Uh, we're at Mermal Podcast, at MRML Podcast, or email the show at show at moviesroommylife.com. Uh, do you guys want to offer up your Twitters? I'm at Ant East. Nick? I'm at Gingers underscore Revenge. And I'm at Not Brandon Fleet on Twitter. Um, if you're watching a clip on YouTube, we're going to try and put some of this up on YouTube because the sun's come out and it's a pretty nice day here. So we're hoping to uh, share some video from the the show. Uh, make sure that you subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, uh, TuneIn, pretty much everywhere the podcasts are available. We are there. If we aren't on your – we're on Google Play. Uh, if we aren't where you want to listen to us, let us know, and we'll try and rectify that for you immediately. Um, what else, gentlemen? I don't know. You can go to our website, moviesroommylife.com. Uh, you can check us out on YouTube. We're still trying to go through the backlog of old videos and see what we can put up, throw up there, and we're also going to be going into some new content. We're revamping the site, and that should be happening soon. So there's going to be a lot of fun stuff going up there. And uh, – 
Yeah, stick with us because I'm I'm really excited about a lot of the stuff that's coming up in the coming months. I think you're really going to like it. There's some new panelists coming. There's some old panelists that haven't been on in a while coming back. It should be really interesting. East, I'm so happy to have you back, my friend. I missed you. I miss you too. Yep. And uh, and quiet, Devin. <laughs> <laughs> Not Nick, though. Apparently, what? Oh, <laughs> oh come on, man! Nick, what we, the hell? Man? Hey, man! I was we got our own thing going on, hey, baby. Yeah, don't worry. I don't neglect that shit. Oh, come on, man! I give you a good <laughs> shout out last time. Yeah, Bro, Nick, you know I love you. I know you do to the core of my being. Okay, all right. Feeling my cockles. <laughs> I'm probably gonna cut that. Uh, that's an end credits <laughs> one right there. Oh, oh, that's great. All right, so get in touch with us this week on Twitter, Facebook, whatever. Leave us a comment on SoundCloud. We like that. That's our new thing. That's what we want to do. Try and centralize everything so we can't like. We don't have to give our lives to social media, but get in touch with us. We want to talk about X-Men movies, because we're X-Men geeks. Hey. Thanks for hanging out with us. fucking John Goodman. <laughs>